0: Welcome to the Peace Church D-Group Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Perry, the mobilization pastor and D-Group Leader at Peace Church. I'm here with Aaron Pierce, our multiplication pastor and leader of our discipleship ministry. This podcast is a resource to encourage, equip, and empower D-Group Leaders to lead their D-Groups well. Welcome back to the Peace D-Group Leaders Podcast. This is episode 42. Uh, what we're going to discuss here today is your role after multiplying. Hopefully you were able to listen to the previous episode where we talked about uh, different ways that you can multiply your group. Today we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about what your role is after you have multiplied that group. So oftentimes you may not be sure what your relationship should be uh, for the people who have multiplied from your group. So. Knowing how to multiply your group also includes understanding your relationship uh, to the people in your group that have multiplied. So we're gonna take some time today to discuss through this. So Aaron, uh, just right off top, what
1: is our role after multiplying? So before I jump into talking about our topic, just a heads up. If you guys hear random background noise, they're working in like the air ducts up above us. And so I just didn't want you to think that we're running into the table or Absolutely. banging our heads on the wall. So just to clarify. And it um, just got really loud right then. Yeah, we're worried like one, one guy's foot may come through the ceiling. So if you hear a scream, we won't edit that ah! out. We'll keep <laughs> we'll keep that going. Uh, but yeah, so the question of course is, are we after multiplying? We've had several episodes that deal with different layers. Funny of, side note story, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, you're good, go ahead, go it's ahead. Like, you think about that like I just yelled like I listen to um, podcasts a lot while I'm cutting grass so I've got like my noise-canceling <laughs> earbuds and I was listening to a podcast and apparently this guy hosting the podcast has a dog in his room and all of a sudden the dog comes in his room and just starts Roo! like that and I jump on the lawnmower thinking a dog's about to like attack me or something and I realize, oh no it's on the podcast
1: That's why I kind of want, if something like that happens, we got to leave it on here. Don't edit it out just to scare the mess out of everybody listening. Sorry, now let's get refocused. Aaron,
0: what is our role after multiplying
1: a D group? (laughs) That was a very smooth transition. I like that. (laughs) Transition for the win. Boom. There you go. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about multiplication on here. This is one layer that often gets left, you know, not talked about, we just don't deal with this topic as much. And so we wanted to give you some practical tips on this. So here's what we're basically saying. Your primary role after you multiply is that you're going to turn into sort of a coach for the people that have multiplied out of your groups. So we use that term very specifically because you think about what a coach does. A coach doesn't play the game for his players they coach the people on their team they're helping them play the game they're prepping them preparing them they're working through you know how to do this competencies and all of that and so when you think about multiplication it's really important in discipleship that the only way this happens is if you hand off like if you're trying to own everything in your group in that way you're not allowing them to coach and learn the skills that they need to go and multiply so then once they have multiplied you still can stay in contact as a coach and sort of as a resource. So we're gonna look at, just in this episode, four simple things that that entails, practically speaking, how that works and what that means. And so um, what all does that entail being their coach? Well, first, it obviously would imply a follow-up. So one of the things that can happen, unfortunately, we get busy, right? And let's say you have multiplied and you're gonna start a new group yourself. You know, you've got a lot of stuff on your plate. We're not saying, um, or, or like, Pretending like that's not a big deal. However, at the same time, like it is important, especially early on after they multiply out of your group, just to follow up. I'd say somewhat consistently. I mean, we're not talking like every day you're texting them, how's your group? But maybe every other week, you know, you want to shoot them a text, or if you know they're about to start their first group meeting, just let them know, hey man, praying for you. Or or if you're a ladies group, hey, I just want to let you know, like we're really pouring over you and the girls you're gonna be leading. Like you just want to have that sort of contact to say like you're you're connected to them and so you follow up with them. I would say after the first few meetings, really, you just want to check in and say, how's it been going? Do you have questions? Are you running into any challenges? That sort of thing. And that's really your role to those people. And so you don't have to make that super complicated. I'm not talking about, you know, again, every week necessarily, but just follow up with them. I would say a rule of thumb on that would be probably the first two to three months of them leading fairly consistently and then you can kind of let them reach out to you when things come up and check in once in a while Uh, but you just want to keep that sort of contact in place um, in that way and so that's what we say when we when we mean when we say follow-up we're talking about just kind of doing that, especially early on and so just a way to kind of make this practical like brad i'll flip this to you for a second like think about not multiplication in d groups necessarily but you think about even just coaching in general like why is that relationship or that follow-up or that contact so important even if you're using sports analogies or whatever rather than just kind of letting them go on their own i'll just say it's important
0: because for one that d group leader especially if it's their first d group they've ever led like they're gonna feel pressures that they haven't felt before and I think it's just one knowing like somebody's got your back and, and knowing that somebody who's done this before, obviously. Um, just having that person lean on is just so important because again, like you're, you're, you've got questions I know, it's like, man, am I doing this right? And it just yeah. gives you that open door to say, hey, look, man, I, I did this in my D group, was that good? Um, man, how do you navigate through this? Yeah, it's just good to have that because they're they're feeling pressures that they haven't felt before.
1: Absolutely. I would say some good follow up questions to make this super practical that you can do for sure is ask them what is something that they've enjoyed about leading the group? What have they found challenging or a struggle? And even just have they faced any challenges within the group dynamics? Yeah,
0: Try not to just ask question. How's it going? right it's gonna be pretty good and that's all you are getting from
1: for sure you want to hear what are they facing a challenge and positive so you're encouraging them on the good things and helping them through the hard things I think is more intentional way to follow up so that's the first thing the next thing I'd say a coaching role looks like as far as um, with your multiplied leaders would be just your availability to guide them now what I mean by this that sounds like what's the difference that follow-up right what we mean by this is you need to make it very clear Um, From the outset, like when you do your follow-ups or before you actually start your follow-ups, before you even multiply, like, hey, like I want to be your first person that you reach out to when you're facing something or you have a question or even if you have a win, like I want to be that first person to share with. Here's why we say this, and we'll come back and wrap Uh, The episode up with this but it's really important that they see you as that primary contact for a few reasons one they already have a relationship with you so you've spent time with them you've poured it in them you've helped them to get to this point in multiplying so that should be natural but also it's really important for the sake of ministry as a whole because if if they kind of flip it back to well I'm gonna go to the church for resources first again To be clear, like the church, uh, we're going to provide things, we're going to provide helps as needed. But if they see the church as the first stop versus you on just like simple questions or challenges, then what's going to happen is it's going to really limit the bandwidth of this ministry. Because imagine we multiply multiple groups. I mean, several, several, several groups. The church is limited in their capacity to... Um, be able to invest in people the way they need. But if you guys that are on the ground, the the leaders that already have the relationship are kind of their first stop, it allows them to kind of deal with those issues on a ground level with, rather than overwhelming the church as a whole. And rather, really, the church can step aside on the harder issues, the heavier things, or the things that maybe you as a leader are saying, hey, they're asking me this, I don't know how to deal with. So make it clear on the outset, hey, like you have questions or challenges, man, reach out to me first. We've already got that relationship. I think that's really helpful in just kind of setting up the expectations and making yourself available to them. So follow up, make yourself available to guide them. So the third thing that this entails would be intentionally helping them in their struggles. So in your follow-ups, whether it be things that you're asking directly and answers come out or they reach out to you maybe later on in the group for struggles they're having, I would say you really need to be very purposeful in kind of offering those advice and help. And so think back through your own experience. Maybe they've got a problem with you know an uncommitted group member. So for you personally, you know what are some things that you know that would be ideal to help them through that maybe they've just taken for granted or not really understood how to handle? or let me give you a really practical example. Let's say they reach out and they say, "I've got this person that's not been coming um, to my group the last month, but I, you know, I really I don't want to talk to them. I'm nervous about it. Like that should be kind of a flag for you to say um, in mentoring them. Hey, like you need to address this. Like if you the longer you let this linger, the more comfortable they're going to be not being involved, and it sends a message to the rest of your group. Hey, we can kind of slack on accountability. And it doesn't matter." And so even if it's not an issue they're telling you like, Hey, I'm struggling with this, but just in the sharing of how the group's going, you see things that are like, Hey, this isn't really ideal or hey, they're not they're not actually doing here journals at all. They're not getting in the word, they're drifting from the purpose. That's where your role comes in to intentionally help them in their struggle. So when you think of struggles don't just think of things they're telling you they struggle with think of things that maybe like they don't even realize that they're doing that's not good or not helpful that you can then step in and sort of guide them through and so that's sort of what we mean when we talk about that aspect of that role and then the last thing I would say is just point them to ongoing resources you I do want to say this because when we we talk through this topic... It not may, for
0: you guys. There are no other resources you need to listen to. You <laughs> need to listen to us for your D group stuff and no
1: one else. <laughs> we have all the answers. We figured it all out ourselves. <laughs> no, not at all. But, of course, you. I do want to preface this. We're not asking you as the leaders to be the answer machine to everything that they have, right? We are just saying be that first kind of touch and if you guys need help, man, the church is here for you. So I don't want this to be like a pressured episode. So this is where you can point them to ongoing resources. Now some of you listening, you may be, everybody has different preferences, right? Some people are big readers, others like to listen to podcasts or other things, Um, others just kind of figure things out as they go or they do things right and so whatever has been helpful to you at any aspect i would even say not just of d groups but of like your own spiritual growth maybe books or other resources just encourage them to get involved in that or to read that or listen to it or whatever the case may be right we are not in this podcast the only resource out there and so Um, I would just point them to those things to kind of give them more tools in their tool belt so that as they go, they may not even have to reach out to you on certain topics because through something they heard or read or listened to that you gave them could be a really good help kind of going forward. And so just as a practical way, Brad, I'll just ask you, What are some resources, books, or things like that that you found helpful as you've made disciples It might not even be discipleship specific, or it could be, you know, things that you've just found helpful as a disciple maker?
0: Yeah, when I think specifically about discipleship and making disciples, uh, one of the first books that really challenged me was Multiply by Francis Chan. Uh, That was a really helpful and just focused book on discipleship. Uh, And then another resource that I've really enjoyed is a podcast, uh, Making Disciples by Robert Gallaty. I like that a lot because... I mean, there's so many different topics, and so you can just scroll through, and whatever issue it is or whatever topic you want to see, uh, you can just scroll through and like click on that one. Um, I love to listen to podcasts. One, I have a 30-minute commute to work every day, so it's a great time. That's about the time those last. Um, so it's just been it been really helpful for me, but uh, those are probably the two resources that I first think of is the book Multiply, Francis Chan, and then uh, the podcast uh, Making Disciples by Robbie Gallaty.
1: So you're saying we should listen to that podcast and not this one. No, I'm saying that's an extra one to
0: listen to because obviously we're the best. Like We're trying to work our way up to number one on the charts. I think right now we are number 250,383, but... We're going to make our way up as you guys share our podcast. I didn't know we were that high up. That's pretty amazing. I just, uh, I just
1: made up that random number. <laughs> uh, no, that is a super helpful podcast that got me into a lot of the thinking um, and a lot of the stuff that we've shared even here. I would just second that and say he also wrote a book called Replicate. Uh, that is Robbie Gowdy wrote a book, Replicate, that's really helpful. Um, it also talks about a lot of the things they deal with on their podcast that has been super helpful for me. Um, So I would say that. And then another big resource or um, thing would be, especially for you ladies, there is a book called Disciple Her, actually written by Robbie Gowdy's wife, Candy Gowdy, um, we try to give those out to new leaders, but if you've not had that before, it's a great resource. She also has a podcast specifically for the topic of discipling women called Disciple Her that you may find helpful as well. And so we always just want to throw out some resources that have been helpful for us. And so that is um, just some things to think through. And so, um, Brad, do you have anything else? Or No, man,
0: just... Um- We just hope this episode has been helpful for you all as you just start thinking about, you know, what is your role after you multiply your D group. So, again, man, just take advantage of some of these resources. You can always reach out to us and just ask us about some uh, things that have helped us um, along our journey as well. But, man, thank you all for listening to this podcast. We hope it was an encouragement. Until next time, we out.